Welcome to episode number 117 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And today, stepping into the show from the Washington Nationals, their young right-hander, Josiah Gray, sipping on some water. <laughs> Don't be nervous, man. I'm not that smart. The questions aren't that good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's another beautiful day in D.C. Uh, hang a plane, fishing again in a few days, but I'm doing well. Okay, so this is, yeah, we're catching you on a Friday. So this is in between starts. You went Tuesday. Uh, you'll go Sunday, I imagine, right? Yeah, Sunday I'll go against the Rockies, too. All right, so for a young guy that's in his early 20s, on a day like today, did you already, you probably, did you throw your bullpen yesterday? And what, did you throw one? Yesterday, did the bullpen yesterday. And now today's just sort of maintenance to get ready for Sunday. Okay, so what do you do? Like, you're a young kid, you're in Washington, D.C., which is an awesome place. For people Absolutely. that haven't visited, I mean, not only the history, but I'm a big fan of hanging out in Georgetown. And that's for an <laughs> old man. Can only like, what do we do on a on a? Do we go take a walk around the morning? Do we go to our favorite coffee shop? What's the deal? Yeah, so most mornings I go down to a Commonwealth Joe's. It's like a little like hole in the wall. It's actually like right next to a Starbucks. Uh, so I go there, get some coffee, listen to some music, chill out, and then you know I walk back to the apartment. You know get ready, you know, take a shower, get ready. And then, you know, I'm off to the ballpark getting ready for the day. Do you ever run or it's a great runner city just because of all the history that's there. Do you ever do your running there? I never have. Uh, I more so do it all at the park, but I, I know like I see a lot of people do it, you know, throughout the days and things like that. But me personally, no. I think you got to do it in full uni one day. Like, <laughs> let's just see. I want to see if anybody's going to, be like that is either the biggest Josiah Gray fan ever, or <laughs> could be Josiah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'd get a, a few interactions. People be like, "What are you? What's going on?" But uh, maybe I'll take you up on that one day. Yeah. See, now you, you're an East Coast guy. You're from New York, right? You're from New Rochelle. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my oldest brother's first wife was from the New Rochelle area. Okay. Awesome. Um. So did that make you Yankees, Mets? What did it make you? I was diehard Yankees. Like, yeah, we were, we were, we would go to Mets games, but when we got to go to Yankees games and watch Yankees games, playoffs, stuff like that, we were, we were all in. So, I mean, you were a kid. What year were you born? 99? 97. Oh, okay. All right, good. Yep. So you were old enough to, I mean, it's right in your wheelhouse in 2009. Yep. You were too young to enjoy the, the run where they won four and five years, obviously. Mm -hmm. But in 2009, you're yeah, a 12 like, year old. <laughs> yep. They got that one. I remember that one. That what, was, what do you remember about it? Uh, I remember, you know, distinctly that a rod home run that he hit in Philly, you know, that mm -hmm. hit the camera. Yep. They were, it was like the controversy and this is way before the replay system and all that stuff. Um, obviously Mariano getting the last out, um, just a, just a lot of those vivid memories. And, you know, that lineup that they faced with the Phillies wasn't, you know, there weren't any breaks in that lineup either. You know, that was, looking back on it, that was one of the better World Series I can think of that I've, like, watched very intently. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, you know, being a Yankee fan back then and, and getting to watch that and, and enjoy that. Okay, I'm going to let you in on a little, little it's, not, it's not a secret, but you, you're not going to know this. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. 
Roberto, this is the Yankees on the podium, right? Yep. Do you see who's that guy holding the microphone for Fox? <laughs> that looks like you. That is me. That's me back yeah. in the day. So this is the first year of new Yankee Stadium. And I was yep. fortunate enough for three straight years from 2009 through 2011 to do this. And of course, I got a lot of shit for the interview with Derek Jeter and all that sort of stuff <laughs> afterward. But uh, but that was I remember it was an amazing atmosphere. So for me, like that was the pinnacle of my career. Right. I'm yeah. getting ready to post the ceremony of the uh, handing out the commissioner's trophy or that or. piece of metal, according to some people. <laughs> and I remember taking like a deep breath because there's 50,000 fans around here and millions yeah. watch on TV and how fun it was. It's amazing. Can you, can you equate it to like when you first stepped foot on a mound in the major league, like yeah. being able to take it in and be like, holy shit, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, well, my debut obviously was with the Dodgers and we were playing the Giants, you know, it was the start of a four game set and you know, I'm just getting ready, doing whatever I got to do. And I'm coming in after an opener and just walking in or running in from the bullpen. I was like, man, this is this is amazing. You know, it was 50,000 because obviously the Giants were as good as they were last year. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. And I was like, this is this is otherworldly. But then I got to the mound and honestly, I didn't have like too many nerves. It was sort of like, all right, get that first out. Then we can then we can go. Uh but yeah, man, 50,000 and, you know, cheering for you in a, in a crazy series that that was last year. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Could you feel everybody always tells me they can't feel their legs? Uh, I I could, but it it wasn't like. I wasn't like so much as like comfortable yet. I was just like, OK, like you're here, you're present. Get get outs. You know, I wasn't like to where I was feeling sick to my stomach or any of those sort of nerves. Like randomly, I get that actually like now sometimes. So it's, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of different, I guess. I don't know. You're, you're not a mound puker like Adrian Hauser, are you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Okay, good. Uh, so did the family make it out for the debut and everything? Yeah, I had about 12 people there. Uh, all flew in from different places. Um, Massachusetts, um, most of my girlfriend's family, uh, my family from New York, um, some of my trainers from Connecticut. Uh, one of my trainers was actually in Denver, so he flew in from there. Had a buddy that uh, got in from Arizona. So, yeah, I had people from all parts of the country, you know, get into L.A. for that for that debut. It was awesome. Well, listen, I and I've told people this. I just love watching my 16 year old play high school ball. I can't imagine what it would be like for family members to be able to hug you after their kid. Yeah. Their relative pitches in a major league game. What was that moment like? Oh, it, it honestly all hit me all at once. Uh, I wasn't expecting, you know, to get emotional and I, I really didn't get emotional. Um, obviously after getting a call, we all, we all do, but once I sort of like embraced them all as they like came out of the sands and stuff, it just hit me. And I was like, ah, oh, man, this is, this is what you dream of as a kid. It's like, there's no words that can, can describe that feeling. And it, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. And uh, everyone's debut is sort of different. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was something I'll always remember for sure. You know, it's become big business yet again, selling sports cards. 
I said cards, not cars. And thanks to Greg Moore's cards, they are the most trusted sports card seller on the planet. They sell over 80,000 sports cards every month. That's more than 2,000 per day exclusively on eBay. In fact, they sold over a million sports cards in 2021 alone. Now, GMC is known for selling vintage cards, but they also sell modern ones as well. So they got all the stars of today, Shohei, Trout, Judge, Harper, Soto, plus all the young players that are out there, the Bobby Witt Juniors, the Spencer Torkelsons of the world. Plus, they've got free combined shipping when you order two or more cards. So you're probably asking yourself, why do people trust GMC for buying cards? Well, Greg Morris and his team, they hand grade each and every card they sell. Buyers have been trusting Greg's grades for years. So if Greg says it's a mint card, you know what? It is a mint card. Go to gregmorriscards.com to see their inventory today. Also follow GMC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter to see their exclusive content and deals. And this month only, when you check out, send them a message through eBay saying you heard about GMC through John Boy and you get five bucks off your order of $50 or more. So they're trying to get you in touch with the best sports card sellers out there and save you dough. That's the way we go. So we all, as, as young sports fans, we're all like, yeah, I want to be a baseball player when I grow up. And then we actually like start playing it. And you're like, yeah, I might have to find something different. At what <laughs> age were you like, that's what I can be? Mm-hmm. Uh, not until like college. You know, we, hmm. uh, me and my brothers, uh, we always loved baseball. We wanted to obviously be professionals and stuff like that. But we knew that the pipeline to that was so slim. And, you know, sometimes it wouldn't like work out for us. So not until college, you know, when I started to throw a little bit harder, my stuff started getting more developed on the mound to where I was like, all right, you know, I can actually be a pro. And then once I got, became a pro, started working my way up, then I was like, you know what, I can be a big leader now as well. Um, but yeah, not until college until I, you know, started to mature more, throw harder, um, you know, actually like competing in the, in the strike zone, things like that. So as a kid, like a high schooler, you were like, I got to really, I got to find a gig. Like I got to find something like, I love baseball, mm-hmm. big sports fan, all that sort of stuff, but I'm going to have to find something else to do. Like what would Josiah Gray have been doing if you couldn't throw 94? <laughs> uh, he would be working in baseball, doing something, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, front office stuff, scouting, um, coaching, you know, I just love the game so much. So I, I, I'm sure I would have found something uh that that I could have picked but yeah I was always like man I want to play baseball but it just that vision and that I guess path wasn't always there until I guess I created it Mm -hmm. um but yeah doing something in baseball was always my you know backup plan if if playing didn't work out well you know when you grow up in the east coast because I grew up in Ohio same similar weather Mm -hmm. like when you're playing high school ball and stuff and it's 40 degrees you're like this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Like, weren't there days where you were like, I've had enough of this. I am pitching in 38 degree temperature. And it's like May 22nd. I'm good. Yeah. A lot. We had a lot of that in high school, obviously, but then in college as well, you know, going to Lemoyne up in Syracuse, you know, we didn't get on our field until May most times. And if we oh. did, it was, it was 40 degrees if that. And, uh, yeah, we played in a lot of cold weather games, you know, I remember my junior year, 
uh, I pitched a complete game shutout and you can see like snow in the back, in the background of this field. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it's just different. You know, we, we didn't have the, the luxury of good weather, unfortunately, but uh, we played good baseball and I guess I, I got accustomed to it. Is that division two? Yeah. Division two. So did you play against any other future major leaguers? Oh man. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I know one of my teammates, Ryan Murphy, uh, recently got drafted by the Giants a few years ago, and he's making his way up through the minors. Um, let me think. Uh, Chaz McCormick with ah. Astro. Yep. Okay. Um, I think that's the only one. So, like, who would you of- play? A Division Two Lemoyne up in Syracuse, New York. Are you? Yep. Where are we playing? <laughs> well, our conference was was sort of spread out. So we would go as far south as, you know, like Long Island, Long Island, uh, Adelphi University. Oh, yeah. Way, way south. Yep. Long Island, New York. Yep. So we'd, we that's about 30 minutes from my house. So I get a oh. lot of friends and family there. Um, and then we go as north as in our conference, at least, would be, you know, maybe New Hampshire. Um, you know, Massachusetts, places like that, Vermont, St. Michael's. Dude, my teeth are chattering just listening to your conference. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> so imagine the Yankees were your number one team growing up. Were mm-hmm. you like New York Knicks, Giants, Jets? Where where'd we sit on the fandom? Uh, so my fandom was actually uh it's interesting. So growing up with basketball, I was like wishy-washy on it. So I liked the heat. I liked Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, I just loved the way he played and, and did everything. And then football, interestingly enough, uh, with, is the Ravens. Um, yeah, different. Hmm. But as a kid, you know, me and my brothers, we played a lot of Madden on GameCube. And one of the years, Ray Lewis was on the cover of Madden. And I was like, you know what? I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Giants. Let me try out, you know, this team with this guy. And just stuck with me as a kid. And here I am now, you know, 15 years later. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big Ravens fan. You know, I've been to a few games already. Um, And basketball, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ravens, Ravens, and then that's really it. Are you still a gamer? Yeah, I play I play the show occasionally, uh, some Call of Duty, um, things like that. But don't play as much just because we spend so much time at the field, you know. The show, yeah, you have to use Josiah Gray. <laughs> uh, that's everyone's first question. I honestly don't use myself that much because it's like they put in so many good uh, like former players that I'm like I want to use this guy. You know, I want to. I want to pitch with Roy Holiday. I want to pitch with uh, Dontrell Willis. You know, I I know what I do, but I want to I'm going to pitch with those guys because I'm huge fans of them. So uh, they do a good job with that, and, and it makes the game pretty fun. Let's be honest. You put yourself at shortstop like back in the day when you were a two way <laughs> player, don't you? Uh, maybe in like the the road to the show modes, mm-hmm. you, you can make like a two way player and uh, do the Otani sort of thing where you hit and. <laughs> play defense and uh, pitch a little bit but uh yeah I mean back in the day I, that was that was all I wanted to do but 
here I am now, you know. So you wanted to be Jeter more than a major league yeah. pitcher, didn't you? Definitely. 100%. So what was the scouting report on Josiah Gray, the shortstop? Oh, man. Uh, uh, BP power. <laughs> <laughs> susceptible to the two-strike breaking ball. Ooh. Uh, susceptible to the high fastball. <laughs> uh, decent glove. You know, I, I had a decent glove. I will say that. Uh, decent runner. You know, I could still I could steal some bases, but just wasn't a good enough contact hitter to where, you know, I, I put at bats together. You know, my college MO at the plate was uh, foul ball, foul ball, strike three. And <laughs> it didn't it didn't go well for me, unfortunately, my my last year hitting in my sophomore year. But, uh, you know, I did have some BP power, I had three game home runs. So I, I guess I can take that to the bank someday. Absolutely. <laughs> totally put that one on. Um, guys, I always talk to, I, I personally feel like we don't make a big enough deal about what Shohei has done. Yeah. I can only imagine what a guy who is pitching at the major league level, but also hit collegiately, what you must think when you see his highlights. I don't know if you've seen him in person yet. Have you? Yeah. We played them, uh, earlier this month. Oh yeah, we you did. Yep. Did you get a chance to face him? No. Oh uh, yeah. He was hitting. Yeah. I got him out a few times. Yeah. But and? he's massive. He, he swings as hard as ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's legit. He's legit. I mean, I think it's, I think it's unbelievable. I always equate it to if Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in touchdown passes and had 12 sacks a year. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it with him. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's otherworldly. Like he's fast as as can be. You know, there was uh, our Sunday game against them, our getaway day. Uh, he he wasn't doing great in the series, but he hit a like screaming double off the wall to like tie the game, and it was just like whoa. Like we're glad we kept him in the park. You know, for the uh, three games we had him, we played them, but it was like, man, if he can he can do that, like it just. It just amazes you. And then he goes out on the mound and he, you know, throws a hundred miles per hour with a splitter. That's crazy. And a slider that's even better. It's, it's, it's what you dream of as a kid in your backyard. And he's doing. Hey, baseball fans slide into stacks of cash. This baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of major league baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code ROSE, and bet just $5, and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code ROSE at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. Have you had your welcome to the show moment? Is it somebody that stepped foot in a batter's box where you were like, 
this is awesome. Or just even being on the same field with somebody yet. Cause you haven't been up that long. It's been less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah. Um, honestly, just, just walking into that Dodgers clubhouse, you know, for the first time, you know, being on the roster, I guess was my, you know, show moment. Welcome to the show moment, you know, being with Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, uh, list goes on, you know, everyone knows that list, but the list goes on and, uh, just being able to suit up with them was like, wow. And, you know, facing teams such as, you know, I, I debuted against the Giants. And then once I got to the Nats, you know, my first Nats start was against the Bryce Harper and the Phillies. And then we went down to Atlanta. So Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley, you know, uh, had a lot of those uh, those moments last year. And even this year, you know, facing some new lineups, new new hitters. Um, it's been it's definitely been uh, eye opening, you know, seeing these guys that I grew up being fans of, but now they're, you know, my teammates or they're my opponents. And, you know, I got to go find a way to get them out or, you know, win some games with them. So I, um, you make your major league debut and like 10 days later, you're out the door. (laughs) Yeah. How did you find out you got traded? Uh, so we were on the plane heading from San Francisco to Arizona and the deadline, I want to say was a day or two away. And, uh, the latest rumors of uh, Scherzer getting traded were to the Padres. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like I understand. Like, cause you know, the young guys, you sort of um, have it in the back of your mind that you could always get traded at any moment, I guess. And that was the latest rumor anyways, but yeah, we're about 20 minutes from takeoff and Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal, one of the two, uh, tweets Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are nearing uh, agreements to get traded to the Dodgers and I was like oh boy um what's happening now and you know my agent didn't really have any information no one really had any information for us but you know I was just chatting with a couple of young guys on the plane and about five minutes maybe 10 minutes after that then names started to emerge you know how they always do and it was uh Caber Ruiz uh, myself uh, Donovan Casey and uh, Gerardo Carrillo. Uh, and I was like, all right, if these guys are tweeting out my name, then it's as good as done. And basically that's how I found out, uh, you know, through Twitter, through uh, one of those accounts. And then, you know, flight took off. So I didn't really have much service, got ended up buying Wi-Fi, And uh, yeah, they were like, the trade is pretty much agreed to pending physicals and, and uh, contract stuff. And, you know, got off the plane, got on the bus, got to the hotel and uh, made some phone calls and, and that kind of baked it in the cake. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind of, uh, of uh, 24, 48 hours for sure. So let me get this clear. Nobody on the Dodgers, when you were on the plane, came up to you and said, hey, we're doing this. So, so there was once, I guess, we took off and it was, you know, 20 or 30 minutes went by and, you know, Twitter was erupting. One of the Dodgers coaches came back and, and talked to me. Um, but yeah, no one, honestly, it was, it was a weird flight because not a lot of Dodgers officials were on the plane. I don't think any of them were. Um, so no one was back there uh, to, you know, kind of just say anything to me, unfortunately. Did any of the veterans kind of pull you aside and say anything? Yeah, a couple of the guys did. Uh, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw, um, 
Bueller, Julio, a couple of those guys. Um, but I wasn't as close with, you know, the veteran guys as I was. Right. Young. You know, uh, the young guys, obviously, we talked a lot um, just about it. But, you know, the veteran guys, I wasn't as close with them, unfortunately. So um, there wasn't much to be said, I guess. Well, you're you're not married, right? No. Okay, so the good news is, as a young person, you can be a little more mobile. You don't have to worry about, <laughs> oh, my gosh, my, my kid's getting ready to go to school, that sort of stuff, <laughs> right? But there's still an emotional whirlwind. Yeah. Now, you've been through this, and we'll talk about the Cincinnati trade in a bit, but it's hard when your shit gets turned upside down. Yes. I don't care what age. Yes. Was it I, challenging? Uh, I wouldn't say challenging, but definitely challenging. Uh, different because it was in season now so i had to essentially you know pack up my stuff um, and then you know go to a new city learn new teammates um sort of searching for that like man like where when's it uh you know when do i get to get comfortable you know um but i wouldn't say it was challenging you know it was it was still baseball at the end of the day uh, just in a different city back on the east coast so you know friends and family um got to see me that summer and, and that fall even more than they would if I was still with LA. Um, but yeah, it was, it was different. It was definitely different and, and a, a lot to adjust to. Are you comfortable now? I would say so. I, I think, you know, I'm in a, in a good spot to where, you know, I get to go out and pitch every fifth day and, and learn from my mistakes. You know, that's all you want as a young guy. Um, and not saying those opportunities wouldn't be afforded for me in LA, you know, but over here, you know, they're willing to, you know, let me learn from my mistakes in terms of just, hey, we got to fine tune this, we got to fine tune that, and I think that's going to be really beneficial for me in the long run at the end of this year, you know, having a full year in the big leagues, and you know, learning from that, and taking it into you know, years years to come. I'm always curious with with pitchers because you only work every five days for us to see. You're working every day, but you understand what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, and. You know, you just saw the Dodgers for the first time, and it did not go the way you wanted no, it, in your most recent start. How long does something like that sit with you? Do you come home? Do you go over every pitch? Do you, does it bother you? Are you still pissed off the next morning? Where are you emotionally with it right now in the cycle? Uh, it takes, for me, I would say it takes me just through that night uh, sort of just to come down from, you know, didn't you didn't do – as well as you wanted, you know, that's part of the game and it sucks. It definitely sucks for that night. Uh, but I always have that mentality, you know, the next day we got to get back to work because we only have four days to look at what didn't go right and try and um, help them or, or aid them to go right, you know, in my next outing. So uh as much as I guess it, it sucks, you know, the turnaround is so quick to where you can't lament on it for a day or two because, you know, then it sidetracks your work for the next start. And then, you know, you're behind the eight ball for that start. And then, you know, where does it sort of end? Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, give it some thought that night, try and look over some pitches, some things that went wrong and um, take that to the ballpark. But, you know, the next day I got to get to work and um, get back in a, in a good spot to where I feel comfortable for my next outing. Well, you made your, your Dodger debut in the, in the major leagues, you know, with L.A., but that was not your first team. I mean, you were drafted actually by the Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and then you got traded in the off season, right? Yeah. To LA. Mm-hmm. So is that the one that kind of rocked your world because it was the first one? Yeah, I would say it definitely uh, rocked my world in a different way and just how uh, out of the bl- out of nowhere it came from. You know, I didn't know I was even being, you know, on the trading block, I guess you can say. Because um, I had just got drafted by the Reds and I had a really good rookie ball season. And, you know, I had these aspirations of me and Hunter Green, you know, pitching in Cincinnati, you know, 2022, who knows? Um and it was just, it was just like, man, that that looks so good. And I know we're gonna, you know, both work to get there. And then, you know, being traded that quickly and just not really understanding the business, I guess, just yet was super surprising. Um, but you know, for the Reds, it was a trade that made them more competitive right away for the Dodgers. You know, they got uh prospects and myself, Jeter Downs, and you know, each side got what they needed, what they wanted. Uh, but yeah, it definitely was uh, a sort of uh, rude, rude awakening to, uh, hey, this is a business, you know, this isn't college baseball anymore, where you show up and play for the same team for four years. You know, this is, <laughs> we can, we can trade you whenever we want, uh, if we want, and, you know, you're going to have to um, just roll with the punches. So you get that guaranteed money and the no trade, which <laughs> which is coming. Don't worry. And then you hold all the power. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get, you definitely get some more power in your hands when those things line up. Are you still close with Hunter? Uh, not much. We, we talk here and there, um, just wishing each other luck, stuff like that, but we're going to play Cincinnati in, in a week or so. So I'll see him, um, talk to him a little bit and, um, kind of just chop it up. But yeah, you guys don't line up, do you? Oof. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we do, but you know, with, with rain and stuff, who knows what could happen. Yeah. Uh, what is the one thing we should know about Juan Soto that we don't? <laughs> I feel like everyone knows everything about him. Um, great teammate, you know, to himself, you know, pre- prepares just as well as anyone I know. Um, you know, he, he puts in the work it's it's not surprising you know the results that he gets because he's putting in the work um so i don't don't really know what what i could give you that you guys don't know already you know he's a freak though man i really think i think he's got a chance to sign a deal for 450 million dollars or whatever he wants i know this this first half has been wonky for him and your entire team because (laughs) you guys are so young and trying to find your way but of course i think he is fascinating yeah, I, I think anyone on the team would be welcome in, in having him for um, knowing that he's behind us instead of us having to face him. Um, and hopefully things line up that way. But, you know, he's a he's a next level talent and, you know, he's been a lot of fun to play with uh, last year, this year, you know, and for however long he's here with the Nats. It's, it's been a it's been a blast so far. Uh, so our guy Kyle there in PR was nice enough to send me the City Connect <laughs> lid we're on board with the city connect jerseys aren't we i think they're i think they're the sweetest ones out i mean they're i think houston's were nice yep uh, the, those colorado ones that came out today are pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, they're growing at me every time i look look at them but i i think we have the nicest uh in a non-biased opinion <laughs> the, yeah, the, the cherry blossom on the side of the hat is outstanding 
it's it's a perfect touch. We wear those tomorrow. Oh, you Nobody. do? Yeah, we wear those tomorrow, Saturday home games. Do starting pitchers get any say in the uniform choice? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. But not every time I, I roll into the ballpark, you know, a jersey is already set out for us. Um, maybe if you you say it days in advance. Um, but as a, as a, as far as I know, um, the uniform's just there whenever we roll into the park. Yeah, I want to ask you one other thing about being a starting pitcher. I've never, with all the guys I've interviewed, when you're the uh, go-ahead guy, which means that, like, you're playing a game that starts at 7.05 tonight, but you're the guy that's pitching in a different city tomorrow night, so you're the go-ahead guy. We send you ahead, right? Uh, the only time that happened last year, I want to say uh, Josh Rogers, He, we were in the Atlanta for a night getaway day. And the next game was a night game. And I think they just sent him home, sent him out early. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I haven't heard of anyone, you know, sort of leaving early or anything like that. I, I know that- you don't get sent on a plane and go to a new city so you can get your rest and stuff because the guys can you can get in at four or five in the morning. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're going to do that. Uh, we have a series. I want to say in Miami night, night getaway day. And then we have a home game against Philly or somebody um, the next day night game. So I'm sure they'll do that for that. Whoever's starting that next game. Um, so they do it. It's just, I haven't seen it much. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. I was curious. Yeah. Like we just walk, we're just rolling through the airport, just like regular business, dude. <laughs> yeah. Got to get that rest. You got to get that rest. I'm finding out. Hey, Baseball Today fans. Baseball Today is now on the Amazon AMP app Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. East. Chris Rose and Trevor Plouffe are coming to you live every day with all the best baseball storylines and updates. Same time as usual, but twice as long. Now on AMP, you could be a part of the show. Chris and Trevor will be taking live callers on the show every day. So join live on AMP to ask a question or share a take. Download the AMP app now and use code BASEBALL TODAY to tune in. All right, listen, man, before I let you go do your thing and get you ready for your next start this weekend against uh, against the Rockies, we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. <laughs> um, question, let you get on your way. Small screen. Oh, you're using your phone, aren't you, right now? Yeah, we're good. I can see it. What, what is your screensaver on your on your on your phone? Oh man, I, I, I want to say it's something baseball related. I really don't pay much attention to it. <laughs> then we're gonna have to change the question. Let's see here. Uh, feeling good. What is the one beauty product you cannot go without? Something to make it. Yeah, is it a is it a cologne? Is it is that, what do we got? Uh, I will say the Palmer's cocoa butter. Uh, if you've never had it, I recommend it. Uh, it's just, it smells so good. And every time it's in a clubhouse, it was just in Milwaukee and I have my own, uh, like travel size, but every time I'm like, ah, this is perfect. Uh, so that's probably the one beauty product. It's like a lotion, a face lotion. Uh, you could use it however you like. Moisturizer. Moisturizer. Yeah. Okay. Strictly face, or is it? Do they make it for full body? They full body and face. So you so can you really you lotion up everywhere, huh? Got to see. Got to. 
for whatever reason, I never have. I, I don't know. I don't know why, you know. You, you want that smooth skin? I, I recommend the Palmer's Cocoa Butter. See, I'm kind of a lost cause at this point. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> Just, you know, more than halfway home and then this is it. Fair enough. I respect. Yeah. I respect. No, but you're smart. You're smart getting out there. Um, <laughs> listen, dude, it was great getting to know you a little bit, man. Really continued success. Uh, I know you guys are a young squad, and it's you know it's going to take a little while to grind through it. But once you get to the other side of it, I think it'll be something special there in Washington. I think so too. I think we're you know we have the right pieces in line, and you know we're gonna we're gonna keep fighting every day, and you know this thing's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. All right. Well, I like it that it says JoJo on your little Zoom link too. But does everybody call you that in the family? Uh, uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, like people I know, like friends and stuff, and, and family all call me JoJo, and then like fans or whoever else will call me Josiah. But I don't really have a, a preference, I guess you can say. JoJo is a good one, though. <laughs> Thank you. No, well, I, I like it. I dig it. I kind of missed the opportunity over the last forty minutes to call you JoJo, but we'll finish strong there. <laughs> So, um, special shout out to our producers extraordinaire on this episode, Dan Rourke and Robbie Chiracco for not Josiah, but Jojo Gray. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.